between each of my rounds, I try to think of something to look forward to, whether it's something actually on the calendar or something my family and I can celebrate, just something to kind of celebrate between each round. So when I finished round two, uh, it was Halloween. That was the big thing. So I wasn't going to be able to be, I wasn't hooked up for Halloween, which is nice. And I love Halloween. So when I was feeling well, good, we decorated the house early and my son and daughter love Halloween, as do I. So we have a lot of decorations. So the inside of our house was decorated early October when I was feeling good during round one. So we were really looking forward to Halloween. And even with this new schedule, I would be in the weeks, uh, I'd be feeling great for Halloween because Halloween fell on the Saturday or Friday, Saturday, and I was going to start round three on the Monday. So it was very nice and to feel my best during Halloween. And we got to go trick-or-treating and it was, it was, it was awesome. And so that was kind of my big thing looking forward and celebrating to get me through the round. So that got me kind of through and feeling great. So getting through to round three. So again, I kind of knew what to expect for round three. So I go, I, I get hooked up, I do the two hours, I get to catch up on my Expanse, which is my TV show my husband and I are watching. So I get to do a little binge watching. And then they hook you up with your bottle. So it kind of goes under your clothes and that. And that. So I, I was in the hospital being hooked up. And the big thing is, is when they hooked up, they're like, okay, well, how it, it's based on body temperature and how the bottle empties. So they know at night that you kind of run a bit hotter, but in the day you run cooler. So when it empties faster than the night, they hope it evens out during the day. So when I went in and the nurses were kind of like, okay, to be honest, when you brought your bottle in and everything, like, like shit hit the fan almost, right? Like <laughs> we had to figure out what was going on and that, and so make sure though, if your bottle empties that fast again, you need to let us know because we need to figure out why or whatnot, but it still finished in that 42 hours or it would have. So it was okay, but still kind of right on that cusp. So please let us know. Um, like, in, you know, maybe it'll be different this time. And so we're trying to kind of figure out, well, I was actually on my, on my period, the, I know my, had my menstrual cycle on the last one and which makes my hormones already out of whack. And I was sweating like you wouldn't believe, like I had the sweat, like I woke up in a pool of sweat and so they're like, well, okay, well, maybe it's because your hormones and stuff like that. And that's why it was emptying really fast because you were sweating so much. And this time I'm not on, on my period. So hopefully that'll adjust it and maybe it won't empty so fast. But looking at if it's going to empty this fast, the nurse said there is a probability that we might have to change your schedule. So maybe when you're hooked up, we have it on your opposite week. Because if it's going to empty this fast because your hormones, we don't want that. We don't want you to OD on chemo. So that's a possibility. And so when you're planning that, I'm like, well, if we have to adjust, that means I'm delaying treatment and I'm going to be going over Christmas. And I'm thinking, I really, really, really don't want that. So hopefully that will not be something I'll have to do. But it was something that they were, the nurses were suggesting and that they were going to talk to my oncologist. So it's something I was kind of like, oh, no, please, no, I don't want this to happen. So I went home for this round. Uh, my husband took me this time to a little uh, French cafe uh, 
and we were able to try it out. And again, food was amazing and something different. And my husband and I don't get to go out much. And when he worked shift and I was working full time, I saw my husband every second weekend for the last how many years. So him having this no shift and him being able to spend the day with me and no kids, like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's not ideal when you think of going on a date because you're hooked up to like a bottle and chemo and everything. But I mean, we're able to kind of go out for a nice brunch. And so again, I, I walk in and I get to show my whole hookup. And I really, at this point, still don't really know how to say it or what to say. But luckily, when if people see your whole hookup in that and you're kind of doing your jacket, you're like, hey, like I'm showing you the goods, they don't question. So I went home and again, super, super uncomfortable. Uh, between this next round, my, um, my brother, my sister-in-law are kind of due around, uh, the 22nd of, of November. So I was thinking I'm going to finish this round and then I'm looking forward to being an aunt for the first time ever. And I'm, there's a new baby. Yay. And I love babies. I'm very excited. Uh, so this is what I was going to look forward to for this one. And, uh, <laughs> They end up actually having the baby early, the very beginning of November, November 3rd. And so I was still hooked up and I was like, but I know this isn't about me, but I was looking, it was something to look forward to. And now it came early and now I got to think of something else to look forward to. Not that that's like, that's a terrible thing. But I mean, at the time I was like, but that was my thing. But I was very excited to have this baby came in and it was great because again, it's just something to take your mind off and this excitement and this newness and babies and it's, it's very exciting. So I was very excited for them and very happy. Uh, I went, um, again, monitoring this bottle and at the 24 hour mark, I, you know, take it out to look and it looks like it's draining at 36 hours. And actually it was even before the 24 hour mark. This might've been the 16 hour mark, even before that. And it looks like it's 36. So I call them, right. And I'm like, I know last time it was, they said it was fine, but I'm not like, do you want to see me? Like, if not, like I, I don't have to. And they're like, no, no, we should, you should come in. We're going to do some kind of new protocols and we're going to figure out if it is emptying too early. So again, I get my stepdad dad to pack me up and here we go back to, to Tom Baker. And <clears throat> I go in and this time the nurses are like, we're not touching it. We, when we disconnected you early last time and they, we actually got in trouble. Like they said, we did disconnect you early. We don't want to. So we're going to call the pharmacist and the pharmacist is going to weigh it and they'll be able to say, cause we don't want to. And like they, like I said, like shit hit the fan when I went in and AHS was called in and they're trying to figure out protocols and all these nurses were crowded around because yes, your bottle empties too fast. But as the nurses said, they usually have people call and they're worried because their bottles aren't emptying at all. And it's been over 10 years since someone's actually come in and said their bottle's been emptying too fast. So a lot of the nurses haven't been on the, the Tom Baker or doing that sort of line of work with the cancer patients and everything for 10 years or more. So none of them had really seen it. They hadn't heard about it. They hadn't seen it. They just know to that they send you home with this package. And as one nurse says, she's like, I think you're the only one who actually listens to us. Most people are so overwhelmed or we explain that, you know, you should be monitoring that and they don't, they either go home. And the biggest thing is it's not emptying at all. What should I do? It's too slow. And that's what they're worried about. So she's like, so when you call, like, this is, this is a big deal. We hadn't seen it before. 
And now we have to have new protocols and AHS actually, so Alberta Health Services, actually now has new protocols on what to do and what percentage it should be in. So the big thing is, is they want it, 48 hours is about average, and they still want it to empty within 10%, or sorry, they have that 10% on either side of that 48 hours. So they call the pharmacist in, they take out my bottle and they're weighing it and they're trying to figure out how to weigh it. And it's this huge formula, this algorithm of what they need to do to figure out how fast it's emptying. So they're going back and forth and I can hear them talking and like, what, no, what's this? And you have to minus this. No, you have to multiply it by this. And then it's because you're measuring in grams. The big thing is, is are you we have to measure with the needle or without the needle in it. And now if at first it was measuring with the needle. And so when they first measured it with the needle, it was going to say I was going to empty it 40 hours. So that's under that 10% and that would be too fast. But without the needle, so they took the needle out, then it's emptying right at 42 hours and it should be okay because I'm right at the 42 hours. So my appointment is for the Wednesday because I go in on the Mondays for 1230 because that puts me at the 48 hours because I'm usually done about 1230 and I'm like well do I have to wait then now till 1230 to go in and like I'm, I'm hooked up what if it you told me it's going to empty early so it's going to empty early early in the morning and they said no as soon as it empties come in and we'll disconnect you there's no point in us you holding on to this empty bottle being hooked up if you don't need to be also you can learn to disconnect it at home but the first thing you have to do is you have to come in and watch a nurse disconnect you and that last time didn't really count because it was early and all the rest. And then the second time you come in and you have to disconnect yourself in front of a nurse. And if you do okay, the nurse says, yay, you can do it on your own. So it's something my husband and I talked about, but I'd already, the second round, I wasn't able to do it because I got disconnected early. So that means it'd be round three and four. They'd have to do it, still have to come in. And I'd only really have two rounds left to do at home on my own. And the biggest one we're thinking of is if it was getting really into winter, a disconnect is only five minutes, maybe 10 max. Like it's quick. It's a flush disconnect. And when I live way in the south end it and I have to go up all the way north to Tom Baker, the other side of the city for five, 10 minutes, doing it at home sounds great. But when you think about it, it's only two disconnects. Is it really worth doing it at home? And that means... The person, whether it's my husband or someone, has to be the one to take me up to the hospital for the disconnect so they can learn about it and then be present for me to do it. So if it's my mom, if it's my grandma, someone like that, again, that's the second person who has to go and learn about it. If it's my husband, that's more time off work. So again, it was something we were kind of weighing and it sounded great. And again, the big one being winter and also my last one would be done December 22nd and be nice just to be disconnected home and be done with it. But you still have to bring all your bottle and that in. So again, if I disconnected home on the 22nd, I still have to get all that equipment back to the Tom Baker. And if I just do it there, they have it all. I can be done and that's it. So in the end, we thought just, it was better if they just did it at the hospital. It's just, and if I was going to be on longer or if that second round didn't happen and that first round didn't happen, then it would make more sense just to get it done at home. So I went um, and and so I expected it was going to empty early. So my husband kind of wakes up a lot earlier than I do. I'm not a morning person. So the Wednesday morning, he had kind of gotten up really early about uh, 
well, first of all, I guess, no, he set his alarm because he wanted to check kind of in the middle of the night. So I think he set it for 3.30, whatever. And he checked my bottle and it wasn't quite empty yet, but it looked like it was emptying quite fast. And so his alarm went off about 6.30 and he checked and it was already empty. So we knew it emptied somewhere between 3.30 and 6.30 in the morning. They had predicted 7.30 in the morning. So 7.30 would have been put me at that 42 hours. So I was like, did it empty too fast again? Like what's going on? Uh, so I woke up and got, tried to get there as early as I could and try to find a place. The disconnect is a totally different area. And I actually went to the wrong area. I was in radiation. I was sitting there because they said, follow the yellow line on the floor. So I go down and there's this yellow line and one splits off and one goes straight. And I'm like, well, I don't know which yellow line to go to. So I took the one that branched off and it took me to radiology and I was sitting there quite patiently waiting and waiting and waiting. And I didn't know if it was the same room like they do the radi radiation. I have no idea. And one nurse finally, I think, came out and kind of was like, well, do you have an appointment? I kind of told her, she's like, oh, wrong place. You're supposed to follow the yellow line straight. So lesson learned, followed it straight. And again, you're waiting outside and they kind of, oh, well, we have to wait for a chair because your appointment's not till 1230. And I was like, yeah, but I, it disconnected early. And they're like, are you sure? And, they, and by this time, it's like 930, 10 in the morning. They looked like, oh yeah, no, it's emptied. How long has it been empty for? And I was like, well, it was empty at 630. So somewhere, but not at 330. So somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll get you a chair as soon as we can. I was like, did I come in too early? No, it's fine. So I go in and again, the disconnects like five, 10 minutes. And the big thing is like, okay, we need to talk side effects because yes, it emptied really early again, but we think it's still within that 10%. I mean, it might've emptied at 42 hours, maybe 41 hours, 40. That's still kind of on the cusp. We think it's okay, especially if you're not having any serious side effects. And I was kind of like, no, I feel, I mean, I feel decent, um, I'm more tired, like after this third round. So I noticed kind of the third round. I came home the Monday. I had, I was feeling fine. The Tuesday, I'm connected the whole time. Again, you don't sleep. You're connected. That pill makes you not sleep. So Wednesday afternoon, I slept all Wednesday afternoon and I slept most of Thursday. I said, that's never really happened before. But Friday, I was starting to feel a little more awake. And by this week, I feel or I guess it wasn't even that week because I was disconnected on the Wednesday. So I hadn't even slept the Thursday yet or that Wednesday afternoon. So at that time I was like, no, I, I feel good. I feel great. I haven't feel fine. And so they said, okay, again, make sure you watch your symptoms. And again, if anything is serious or whatever, then go to the ER and call us. But yes, the biggest one that is cumulative for a side effect is exhaustion. So you should feel more sleepy in that. So again, I, so I went home and I ended up sleeping Wednesday afternoon because I'm getting into this now kind of routine. And then, and I slept most of Thursday and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like I couldn't even keep my eyes open. Is this normal? So apparently that is, it's normal. But I mean, if it's starting to be like that the whole time, like four or five days and you're not getting out of bed, not normal. So by Friday, I was starting to feel awake and starting to feel my, like myself and I got this new baby. It's all, everything. And I was feeling good. And I was like, okay, I mean, more tired this round. The neuropathy was still the same. So again, I couldn't go into the fridge and that kind of thing. But by the time the weekend hit, it was starting to feel great. And like, I didn't notice it. Uh, again, about day five and seven, that's when the diarrhea hit a little worse than last time, but not by much. Like it maybe instead of one day of diarrhea, it was for two days. So nothing I can't handle. 
So again, feeling good. I did my blood work. I, I got no call. So I'm assuming the blood work was great. And I was ready to start round four. So between rounds, like I said, I like to kind of do or look forward to something. So my family and I decided that we were going to go out for dinner and ice cream. So this is, and we always kind of try to do something the weekend before I start my next round because I feel my best because I've had all that time to kind of get out of my system. And it's something to kind of celebrate going, I've done a round, I'm going into my next round and I can do it. So let's, this is great. So I, we decided we we're going to go for Greco's for pizza. So my husband's lactose intolerant. I'm now lactose intolerant. So maybe not the best thing to choose, but we love pizza and I'm, I'm allergic to tomatoes too. They give me blisters in my mouth, but I was like, I have no mouth sores yet. And I love pizza and this is a celebration. And I also love ice cream. So we're going to do ice cream. And yes, it's November, but we're going to do ice cream and we've been lucky. It's been very mild winters. So let's do this. So we stopped at the, uh, pharmacy first because we realized we didn't bring any lactate with us and two lactose intolerant people having a whole bunch of cheese for a meal probably not the best idea so we picked up the lactate uh we went to greco's um my daughter hasn't has never really been to a restaurant to eat because of the pandemic everything's been closed right she's three so this was kind of a again a first and here we are bringing a three-year-old never been to a restaurant before whereas my son we've taken him out so he's had practice before the pandemic see if that works. Uh, they had booth seating. So my, my, my son was like, wow, this is a very fancy restaurant we went to. And my husband was like, Ooh, yeah, super fancy. And hopefully he keeps believing that that's like top notch, fancy, fancy restaurant. So we don't actually have to take him to fine dining. Uh, again, going in, I, I wasn't hooked up this time. So it's not like I could, you know, open my coat and show him the goods and be like, Hey, I'm hooked up. Like I, I, this is why I'm not vaccinated. But I had my cancer card and again, I was like, like, this is my cancer card and the waitress had never seen it. So she had to call her manager and here I am explaining I'm on cancer treatments and they're like, yeah, okay, no, it's fine. Welcome. And I just said this, but I'm like, yay, I get to be cancer girl and tell everyone when I want to go into a restaurant or out that this is why I can't, I'm, I have cancer or, and I don't really want to say I have cancer because I'm in this whole, I don't have cancer. So you're like, I'm on chemo treatments for cancer and you end up just saying I have cancer, which is, I guess, kind of counterintuitive to what I've been saying all along. Um, also when I feel good too, I, I try to do more exercise. So this time around I was able to slip in maybe one or two rounds of yoga. So I was feeling good. Nothing like a routine so far. And again, young kids. My daughter's now knows that on, um, when I've come home hooked up, so the Monday and the Tuesday, I can't pick her up. And I just say, mom, I can't remember. She's got her owie. Uh, the one thing I do notice with this port though, so my daughter likes to climb into bed with us in the mornings and I'm just getting into the habit of sleeping on my back. I'm a side sleeper, but when you're hooked up in that, I mean, you just kind of, I guess, get in those habits and she comes in and she drops her head right on because she likes to kind of go between my husband and I get under the covers and she drops her head right on my right hand side and drops her head on my port and I'm like ah like it it hurts and you all of a sudden kind of bolt right up and you're like oh and every time I'm like I hope she doesn't do any damage to my port and they're like no it, it should be fine but I bet it hurts so it feels like I've always got a bruise this permanent bruise on my port and then they kind of curl up into a ball so now I'm not as heavy as a sleeper and I kind of wait for that footfall. And when I kind of hear her kind of uh, uh, pull herself up into bed, I quickly kind of roll onto my left side 
And so when she comes in and drops her head in that, it's not on my port. So little things I've kind of learned along the way. Uh, so we, we went out for pizza, getting back to the pizza part. Uh, great night. And then we wanted to go for ice cream. And I had looked up on my phone all these places for ice cream that were kind of more fancier. Like I didn't want to do like a McDonald's or a Dairy Queen. And this one I was excited about was close by. And we went by and I'm like, it says it's open till eight. We're great timing. And we drove by. My husband's like, look at it. It looks like clothes. Like there's nothing there. So I was kind of disappointed. So we went out for uh, ice cream by Marcus, or so shout out, it was great ice cream. We found a place, because again, I was quickly on my phone, I'm like, I don't want to just do that regular ice cream. We can go for Dairy Queen anytime. And the neuropathy feels good at this point. So far, that hasn't been like a super one, a cumulative one that's really lasted. And like I said, everything going back to my first, like if I can have some ice cream and something cooler, and I think I can... I'm going to do this because I don't know what the next round is going to hold. You never know, especially when the side effects are cumulative. So I'm going to do this. So we went out, we got our ice cream and we're going to eat outside. And by this time it's dark and it's November. It's cold. I mean, warm for November, but still cold for ice cream. And we're sitting outside and my daughter's shivering. My son's just shivering. And so we took the ice cream back to the truck. So here we are, this crazy family sitting in the truck, like at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, eating ice cream in the truck with the heat fully blasting because we're shivering and it was we took these pictures these silly goofy pictures and it was awesome right it was just time to be with my family and kind of think I got this onwards and upwards I'm I'm ready for uh round four and I'm going to do this on my own things seem to be good and right I'm if this is how it's going, I can, I've got this.